Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to Chat Nuff Podcast. I'm your host, KB Jones. And I'm Ty. Uh, nice to see you guys. Nice to see you guys join us again, listening, jumping in. Look, she's back. <laughs> back. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me again. No, no, no. It's an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Look, it was such a pleasure last time. Really informative. Um, and this is, again, those that know of our circle, this is what we mean. Smart women, smart, beautiful women mm-hmm. with something to say, an opinion. We can go back and forth. We don't have to agree, but exactly. we can form an opinion. It's not hard. Not okay? hard there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Exactly. Jay, again, for those that might not have seen the last episode or that might not have um, caught or tuned in, please can you just give us a brief about yourself, um, your podcast, your co-host, your socials, where we can find you, where we can catch you. Yes, I am Jay Percy, the artist, and um, I'm an artist. I'm an obia woman, which is a type of mystic. Um, and really, I wear many hats. I'm a mental health advocate, mm-hmm. um, so I really enjoy speaking about what it means to live the human experience Mm -hmm. and i bring that through my own lens you can find me on instagram at j percy the artist j-a-y-p-e-r-c-y the artist Mm -hmm. i'm also the co-host of the afro animist podcast um, which you can find on instagram spotify and we discuss all things animism which is the idea that all natural things possess an energy by tapping into that energy, you can enrich your life, you can manifest things, you can protect yourself from harm, um, and you can bring about healing from trauma in your life. So it's very connected to mental health and mental ill health. Fantastic. Very, very introduction, articulate. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> You'll find all links to Jay and her podcast below. Um, please check them all out. Please follow her immediately. Like her stuff. Um, follow her stuff. Check out her art. She's an amazing artist. Very Please good, check yeah. out. Everything's going to be below accessible. There's no excuse not to. And that stuff's <laughs> going to be pinned. So please check it out. Um, we're on all Audible um, sites, Spotify, iTunes. Everything you can think of, basically. Tell a friend, tell a friend. <laughs> exactly. Tide Bundles 2022, I told you. <laughs> look, look, make my boy rich. <laughs> Jay, thank you for coming back again. It's thank been an absolute pleasure. Me. I love your earrings, by the way. Oh, thank <laughs> you. My mum can't stand them. They're great. <laughs> yeah, it's a millennial oh, no, thing. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Uh, Jay, um... I just wanted to get your, your, we wanted to get your take, your opinion, not only being a different gender, but your experience in terms of, um, we do not kind of the road of mental health mm-hmm. and in particular our community. Unfortunately, a lot of it can be attributed to, there's a lot of trauma. Mm. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, how we're dealing with it is, is various means, but it's a lot of trauma. Um, I know, Ty, you wanted to open up with a few things and Jamie wants mm-hmm. to get your take on, on us. Ty. So ahead, your journey, how did, how did it start you getting into that sort of space of, you know, mental health and, and therapy and stuff? Well, um, I I probably had mental ill health problems through mm-hmm. a lot of my teenage years, but really it just sort of came out as aggression. It's a very aggressive teenager. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry to anyone that knew me back then. <laughs> season one, this is like season two. It's much better watching yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And um, I started to go to college and where my grades were really, really good. So they started to, it started to become really difficult to maintain yeah. that. Writing essays, like short essays that would have, I would have done overnight, like really quickly mm. became like struggles, like pulling them up, throwing them in to get the bin again and again. Mm. And I went into a sociology class one day and my teacher sort of said, this isn't your like normal quality of work. What's yeah, yeah. happening? And I just yeah. sort of, broke down like I don't know what's happening mm. I'm having r real problems I keep pulling it up you know I can't leave the house and unless I'm like running up and down the stairs like five times flicking light switches wow. being really really neurotic mm. um, genuinely believing like the house will blow up if I don't do these things and it was overtaking my life and she said you know, you should probably go and speak to someone. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that for crazy people? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, like, no, <laughs> let's throw that out. It's not for crazy people. If you're you're mm. struggling with your mental health at the moment, then you need to speak to someone. Mm. So the college assigned me a counsellor and it was one of the most transformative moments of my life mm. because I was able to sit down and talk through my problems and... Mm. You know, they made sure to test me for like OCD, ADHD, mm -hmm. and those things came back as like my behaviors consistent with those mm -hmm. um, responses. And um, I kept up with it. Mm -hmm. And it, I was really glad I did because like two days before my A2 exam, mm -hmm. my boyfriend at the time broke up with me. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. So I was sat through like in a yeah. private room doing my exam. I was like brawling my eyes so you had more on top, top of, of what that, was going yeah. on as well. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. Was that related to what you was going through or was it a separate thing? It was like, out of the blue because we oh, were yeah. like really happy. We were supposed to be after I'd uh, got my grades back. We were supposed to be going to Scotland together. And it was just mm. like news before that day. Like, oh, Jade ex-boyfriend, you're a chief, bro. Yeah, <laughs> nah, man. Bro. And there was, there was no... Well, no explanation or was it just just totally, no like the no day before up, we went on a nice date he went out buying me things he was just being really sweet to me and the next that's day like man. i See, don't want to be if, with if, you. if he if he broke up with you the day after and he's yeah. bad that's guilty conscience stuff yeah 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 that's guilty conscience stuff because yeah. yeah he knew it was coming and yeah, he's, and he's yeah. done something really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah because people yeah. typically bail out like holidays like Christmas, birthdays, Valentine's Day. Blah, he wanted, blah, blah. To, he wanted yeah. to make it as sweet as possible before, smooth as possible before uh, he left. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a love bombing thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly that. that makes sense in context now. That makes mm. a lot of sense. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that's horrible, it, it was yeah. horrible. Yeah. I was like going through it. And at that point, I'd stayed on college an extra year because my first year I picked some subjects I shouldn't have picked right. maths. And so all of my <laughs> friends had like either left and I was just isolated yeah, yeah so i kept up with this therapy um and that was probably when i was like 19 so over the last decade mm. i've gone to different forms of therapy mm -hmm. um cbt which is cognitive behavioral therapy which is a way of addressing the behaviors you exhibit mm -hmm. um the sort of anxious behaviors you exhibit it teaches you to think through what you're doing so you essentially stop doing it and I went to some like NHS talking therapies where you're just talking about your past. And most recently, I've just finished um, a year long um, uh, course of therapy with a psychodynamic psychotherapist, mm -hmm. which was a part of me training to be a psychotherapist, mm -hmm. um, but also something that I've needed to do for myself. How's it been being, because essentially you're training to be on the other side of the chair table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How is it? 
going like learning to be on that side but also being on the other side as well if that makes sense yeah it's it can be kind of weird sometimes because there's moments in therapy where you're like catching the tricks it's like Mm. i see what you're doing (laughs) but a lot of the time if you're really into it if you're really committing to the work you're not paying attention to that you're not like saying oh they're trying to dupe me or they're trying this trick you're like Mm. literally just talking about experiences in your past and how those may have influenced actions that you take now Mm -hmm. because the past doesn't exist in a vacuum i often heard um from my father like oh you just need to forget about the past Mm, the brain doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. and if you are genuinely like forgetting about the past you're repressing something Mm. and that's going to come out in shitty behaviors and you're just going to end up being a dickhead because you're not dealing with your stuff Stuff, so it's so important and i'm a big advocate for doing that Mm. the long term i'm hoping to train as a psychedelic psychotherapist so Mm -hmm. when it's legal in this country Mm -hmm. i'm able to be a practitioner um slash art therapist because i'm an artist and Mm. i see how art is very practical for revealing the depths of the mind yeah see i'm really glad you said that because i studied psychology but i've generally been a very creative person yeah and it's only when i was in uni someone was like because it didn't make sense to me how I was I wanted to be creative, but I studied. I was interested in that, and yeah. then and somebody was like, "You know, that links right, very creativity and psychology." And I didn't really think about it. Yeah, but mine is more mm. in music, media, yeah. art in a way because I do design. Yeah. But yeah. you're more sort of an artist in that way. But yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that they're very much so linked. And then I thought, actually, it makes it makes a lot of sense mm. actually. Um, and some people that have gone through some traumatic things, some of the way they've got that out or got their message out is by drawing or painting what they've gone through, yeah. mm. which again goes in art. And sometimes um, the image they put out is maybe quite horrific sometimes, yeah, but yeah. you tend to find it's very well made. Yeah. Very detailed. Yes. Very revealing. Yes. Yeah. In terms of even mm. colours, depth, the way they've done it, it could be very minimal, but you catch a lot from it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just, no it's good that you're creative it really gets to the depths of the mind Mm. how much would it take for you to sort of because would you be giving them a prescription as well like um like a doctor would that would be a psychiatrist so they are the medical side they're the ones who are trained to give you specific medicines Mm. if you're experiencing mental ill health from i guess anxiety to schizophrenia mm. so that's not the side i'm dealing with okay the side okay. i'm dealing with is the more holistic side it's about talking through the problems and addressing the subconscious through talking mm-hmm. or painting depending on which way I go. depending on which one yeah 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 and then they thought you had like adhd or something or was yeah it? yeah um it kind of makes sense that i can't hold focus i find it so hard mm. to hold focus and it's something that i'm having to really work on my executive functions can be like really messed up. So if something goes wrong at the beginning of the day, mm, yeah, yeah, it's almost like I can't move out of yeah, that. Or if I've got yeah. like something planned at say 5 PM, mm. the rest of my morning is like trashed because I've got this thing at 5 PM. Oh wow. So yeah. I have to be really cognizant and put into place like schedules and mm. routines to make sure that my brain is essentially not going, ah, yeah, yeah, got this yeah. thing to do. And then like panicking on that. Mm, mm. Yeah. And then as well as that, uh, did it affect your relationship towards other people really, but totally. not? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I was very angry. Mm. And when you're very angry, it comes out in very bitchy ways. Mm. 
and you know it's easy to slip into the line of like oh that's just who i am it's like no that's that's your trauma that's who your trauma that's what your trauma is trying to tell you yeah 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 the trauma that you've experienced is trying to tell you but that's not you that's not you yeah yeah, i'm not i'm not someone who would naturally snap back now if someone were to snap at me Mm. i would be able to hold space for like hey what is why are they doing this yeah what is this space whereas in the past I'd, i'd go ham (laughs) <laughs> no, it was it was horrible i bit someone once when i was a teenager Damn. yeah yeah what happened there like they just uh, said something you didn't like and you just no to be fair she did attack me oh, okay yeah that, that's that's right then she got yeah. me in a headlock did you break skin yeah i did oh that's good she deserved it <laughs> yeah but i wouldn't do that now and well, yeah, i regret well. that and i'm really sorry for that. <laughs> but you know it, yeah. it, it would have been a different situation now if someone came to me with a confrontation mm. i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily lash out lash like that out i'd them. find a way around the situation mm. but i didn't have the the emotional resources to deal with it mm. in a responsible way at that point in time mm. i was like 15 by the oh, way okay, so well, yeah, i was quite young very young okay so when did that wasn't like a 19 year old going around yeah, be- buying yeah, people yeah. <laughs> hopefully not no <laughs> okay so when did the problem not not stop, but like, <clears throat> sort of, it's a bit more controllable because, um, in terms of relationships as well, that affects mental health and it's sort of like a, you know, I would say quite late. Mm. I'd say about twenty five, mm. um, and that was really with my partner, with who I've been with for like nine years. Mm. I'm thirty now. Um, we were just having the same problem come mm. up again and again in relationships, mm. and I was just very angry about it. So it would just be mean, like being very defensive mm. or shouting about things mm. when really it should have been like a communication. Mm-hmm. And um, we we started um, talking about things more and it was really triggered off by a psychedelic experience, mm. which allowed us to really connect and understand each other and talk through trauma. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, we've been having these problems and it, it's not really us. It's like literally the trauma we've experienced is clashing. Mm. And when you're looking through the lens of trauma, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not having a conversation. You're just trying just to get everyone's on the their word side. in. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's interesting. So you having that conversation help because I'm just thinking, is it a thing of like ego as well? Like, you know, yeah. sort of battling between each other. Yeah. The ego, the ego isn't a bad thing. I think, very recently, we're hearing a lot more about, oh, this person has an ego, an ego. Mm. Ego is there to protect you from danger. Mm. It's when you're in overdrive on your ego, mm. when you're like solely relying on it, this mm. is where you have the clashes. Mm. The ego is necessary to stop you from getting into harm, mm. but you need to learn how to understand and understand work with it. it. Yeah, so you yeah, don't end yeah. up in these horrific situations where you end up biting someone. <laughs> <laughs> so... so. <laughs> true so your side is more just uh more hyperactive is would you say it's more depression side or not really or you didn't really slip in depression yeah yeah last Uh, week suicidal thoughts stuff like that yeah oh wow okay this week has been a a really hard week Mm -hmm. been a really tough week Mm -hmm. um but there are sort of practices that i put into place to bring myself back to self Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um 
meditation, being out in nature, um, making sure I'm keeping on top of my water, mm-hmm. making sure that I'm actually like getting outside and breathing fresh air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't want to be one of these people like, oh, you only need to go outdoors and do yoga to get your mental health back. Yeah, like, I hear some, the yoga thing all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people genuinely need medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate enough mm. to have intervention at an early enough age mm. that I have the methodologies mm-hmm. to be able to control mm. Or to be able to manage, not control, not an errant child, <laughs> be able to manage those feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that affect your like your day-to-day sort of life? Is it like uh, you can't you can't be bothered to wake up in the morning, or is it like? Oh yeah, on any given working day, if yeah. I start work at nine o'clock, I'm not out of bed until eight forty-five. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of rolling out of bed, sitting at my laptop, mm. half listening in on conversations not really getting a proper breakfast, not getting a proper mm. lunch, not really cleaning the kitchen. Mm. Um, it's like everything seems to like... A task, yeah, yeah. It, everything's yeah. so hard. And the way I'd explain it is like a bag of rocks. And I said to my husband the other day, like, you know, sometimes you come in through the door and you see things aren't tidy. Mm. What you're not seeing is this bag of rocks, <laughs> mm. this imaginary bag of rocks where I, I genuinely am so burdened with other thoughts that Mm -hmm. it's a struggle and Mm. i am doing my best to like each year goes by i get less and less depressed which is great that's really good fantastic yeah it's great so instead of suicidal thoughts setting in for like a whole month Mm. it might set in for like two days which is better yeah yeah 100 yeah (laughs) significantly how do you find the balance between having a relationship and having mental health issues because sometimes people feel like the two are not really, you know. Sometimes it can be a struggle mm-hmm. because if he'll sort of say something that really, if I was feeling in the right state of mind, mm. it, I'd just be using my boundaries. Like, hey, I really don't like it when you do this thing. Mm. It becomes this like snapping comment. Right. Mm. So there's a difference because you can tell someone like, hey, I really I don't like this way you're talking to me. It is disrespect? I find it disrespectful. Mm. This is how I want to be addressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a gentler conversation. Yeah, then how but... dare you talk to me like mm. that? And mm-hmm. going on from because then it's just escalation, right? Yeah, then yeah, someone brings true. up something yeah. from like a year ago, yeah, five yeah. years ago, and next thing yeah, you know, you're in this horrible just, argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I'm laughing because you just because you went straight to like black or mode like are you trying to do that? <laughs> yeah, probably East London. Mode. <laughs> and um, one thing I heard as well that medication doesn't. Some people say medication doesn't work. Yeah. Some people say it makes people worse, makes them like zombies, robots, whatever. Mm. What do you think about that? I think everyone needs to pay attention to what works for their body. Mm-hmm. Some people medication works for them. Some people, medication really doesn't work doesn't for them. Work for them. Mm. Um, and it's about, I guess, working with yourself and working with your healthcare professionals to make sure that you get something that works for you. Mm-hmm. I, I do know people who will swear by medication. Mm. And do you know what? Good for them. If they're feeling better because of it, yeah, yeah. then who am I to come in and say, oh, that's the wrong way to do it. Go do yoga. Mm. it's, it's yeah, patronizing do you guys say it at all um sometimes prescribed medicine in in such cases actually can make people worse can it make it can it give an adverse reaction mm, that's a good question yeah. um i believe that some people may experience that but i don't have the stats to be able to tell you what mm. percentage of people mm. will experience that but i have conversely 
friends who have said like medic i swear by medication i do have friends who would be like no it made me a zombie it was horrible i gained weight it just made me feel even more depressed mm. i got off of it mm. so everyone's physiology is different it's different mm. yeah Wow. I mean, there are common similarities between humans, but mm. there are still going to be differences. Mm. Um, do you feel like now, well, I think now it actually is worse mental health, especially like with the lockdown and stuff as well. Mm. Just like through the roof, you mm. know, through the roof. Um, did you experience anyone around you or anything? So, um, me, in my media, I don't think so. Not, not that anyone explicitly told me, but, I'm not surprised by that because you got to remember the majority of people I'm still around are are black or black centric, and mm. you don't talk about you don't wash your dirty laundry in pe- public in exactly the community. Exactly, mm. it, yeah. it's gonna take it's gonna be hard pressed. It's gonna take Ty or someone really close to me, and even then, like not even using an example mm-hmm. to even say I've got this problem, and even to this extent because yeah. there's this. <sighs> I'd just say reason. Don't know what it is. It could be various that, um, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the the thing is that with me is I'm probably not so as in depth as someone like Jay, but at the same time, I'm a lot of people's immediate therapist, go-to mm-hmm. advisor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you as well. He's my therapist as well. Yeah, I can't lie. So you get... I'm in a weird place because you get a lot of people that will come to me because what do you think of this? But at the same time, it's almost like if I ask them first, if I've already been like, are you all right? Mm. They're like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. (laughs) But if I haven't asked and they're like, Mm. bro, can I chat to you? And I'm like, yeah, what's the matter? Then they'll say it. So it's it's quite weird. So I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's, do do you, yeah. I have friends where I'll ask them, are you okay? And they're saying, yeah, I'm fine. Like, listen, I don't want a canned response. What's, what's going on? What's going on? What's, going on? Can, what's wrong, yeah, bro? Yeah. What's going on with you? Mm. Tell me. Mm. Don't give me a common response. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's true, actually. Um, I think 2020 brought a lot of things out as well. Like, um, it's, you know, for example, one of my can I now call him a former friend? I guess so. Yeah. I, it, it dawned on me that, okay, we might not be friends because it's somebody who I thought was one of my Cody's. Mm. And, you know, especially in lockdown came, so it was like April, May. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I thought bad. I was like, oh shit, I haven't texted this person. Is you all right? Yeah, yeah. The response I got is, it was very, it was quite a quick response, but it was very short. Like, mm. Yeah, everything's all good in this end. And you? And I thought, ah, oh, shit, we're not mm. friends, are we? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, you weren't even going to message me, were you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like you, you actually didn't give a shit. Yeah. Mm. And I even replied to what he said. Do you know what's jokes? And I made mm. a point of this because I thought, this is just a reminder to me. Mm. I've kept the message. So yeah. this is from 2020. Mm. It's 2022 now, yeah? Do you know we're still unread? It's in, my, it's in my WhatsApp right now. And every so often, mm-hmm. when I've kind of forgotten, I've been like, oh, how's so-and-so? Yeah. I go into my phone and that reminds yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry to wow, answer that. Wow, that's... It's not sad for you. Yeah, you're a dickhead, bro. That's, that's, that's <laughs> okay. not nice. Yeah, that's not nice. But do you think that people with depression, suicide, falls, anxiety, 
um how to say usually push people away is it on purpose is it is it like i'm i'm a mm. turtle in a shell whenever i'm bummed out mm. i disappear i withdraw people do not hear from me mm. and i have so many friends constantly tell me like you need to come forth and you need to you need to talk to me however the way i've been programmed in my childhood when i was upset or crying mm. I, I had to self-soothe a lot mm. so that is now a response that has been programmed into me yeah so you're yeah, telling yeah. me i'll oh, come and talk to me like Mm. literally my brain is not physically wired the neural pathways do not point to community healing they Mm. point to self-soothing which Mm. is one of the things that we've lost in the african diaspora Mm. community we don't have this communal healing and i think so many of us feel like that and withdraw Mm. because you're either told like cry or give you something to cry about (laughs) you know what jay this might sound a bit surprising to you because i agree with you but i'm a bit surprised to hear that considering that you're a girl yeah, yeah, because I've always understood that to be from a male point of view. Oh. It's, wow. No, I, I don't know. It's, it, it seems to have been quite a popular Caribbean parenting technique in the yeah. 90s. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know so lot, many people yeah. and you'd walk around Stratford mm. and I would see mothers saying this to their kids. Oh, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Oh my and gosh. It would it would be triggering for mm. me because I'm like, oh, I know what that feels like. Mm. It, it's a, a very... And it's not through anyone's mm. fault because, you know, our parents existed in a time where they didn't have the information or the power of words. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. now we do. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of looking at the past and, like, blaming our parents. It's yeah. Saying, like, you had the resources you had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, a lot of them were sort of, what, like, first-generation immigrants, yeah, second-generation. Yeah. There's still a lot of trauma that, comes from a moving yeah, country yeah. Mm-hmm. in in the way mm-hmm. that our people moved. Yeah, that is very true. And um do you feel like for example, if someone's in their own sort of bubble, is it good to because I feel like some people don't want to ruffle the feathers too much of someone that's going through something. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You might want to reach out to them, but then you're thinking, is this going to make it even worse? Is the person going to withdraw even more? Yeah. Like, but if you don't say anything, then you feel then it's like, like, oh, you don't care about yeah. me. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword, really. So where do you go from, from Just there? Just a simple message like, hey, I know mm. you're probably going through something at the moment. I know you like to deal with these things on your own, but I am here if you mm. ever need to talk to me. Mm. Just leave it at that. You've reached out. You've said, listen, mm. I'm here. Mm. I know you like to deal with these things in this way, mm. but I'm not I'm not disappeared. I'm not ignoring you. Mm. Just respecting your process your process yeah and your boundaries yeah yeah, yeah i totally get that and do you see more uh mental health issues with male or female like, men or women both. whatever <laughs> let me not they get cancer don't worry they express, <laughs> <laughs> they express in different ways yeah. um men in this society have been told they have to be strong right mm-hmm. so the only yeah. emotion men are allowed to really feel is anger anger yeah, yeah so yeah. you'll see men doing really angry things mm. Um, instead of just expressing what their boundaries are mm-hmm. and why you shouldn't cross the boundaries mm-hmm. um, yeah. and how you would like people to address that, they, that isn't happening. Yeah. Um, women are are told that we're emotional. We're told we are emotional. Mm-hmm. Men are told to be emotionless and women are told, oh, you're mm-hmm. so emotional. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of the time you will get more of this like over-emotional response. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. But... You know, people are dealing with it 
the ways they know how. And how a lot to, of the time yeah. that's societally um, mm. predicated. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It is. And I think actually a lot of guys say, I'm okay. Now, I, nowadays I just say, if I'm not okay, I'm like, listen, I'm having, I'm having, a, hard I'm having time. a bad day. Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to like, this has happened, that's happened. Because before I would think that, I think people always think that you have to be like positive and oh yeah I'm, I'm great I'm doing good but it's like we're, nah. not allowed, we're not allowed to show weakness let's keep it real bro yeah yeah 100%, we're not allowed yeah. to mm-hmm. like because for, for for example here in Jay I can think of my sister in prime examples mm. so I guess I'm not fully surprised by what you said but I guess to an extent because mm. to hear a girl a woman say it is one thing mm. but for boys we you if you guys didn't have much leeway we had none mm. like um yeah do you know what and it's not even one of them where it's not even like our dads told us <laughs> like our dads were around <laughs> yeah exactly no no sorry say. black joke black joke if you don't get it don't yeah. care are you both from yeah. single parent home yeah 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 yeah, yeah might as well me from Personally, after yeah. the age of seven so near enough me from the age mm. of four me from three, four. three. So, yeah. But I was left at home yeah. from like four by myself. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah. a trauma in itself, you know. That's called yeah, an yeah. adverse childhood experience. Wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't think you don't think I mean you're you silent. Really... You don't think of this as being an adverse childhood experience. Mm-hmm. But traditionally, Mm. humans are tribal creatures we'd be living in extended families where responsibilities and childcare and education were shared among the community now we have this nuclear family where it's just mum and dad and maybe one parent was working and one parent was staying at home both of them equally depressed in their own ways mm. and then you've got this move um you know beyond the 60s where it might be just one parent at home mm. so you've got this expansive tribe that's now been reduced to mm. an adult and perhaps a child or children, children that's yeah, stressful yeah. on a parent mm-hmm. that's not it's not human it's anti-human mm-hmm. to be re- raising your child like that yeah, yeah so of course that parent is going to be stressed and if you don't know how to manage your stress you're not necessarily going to be the most positive parent mm. and when you're not doing that you're not modeling good behaviors you're not modeling good coping strategies mm. um i remember growing up my mom used to cry a lot a lot a lot that a child is not supposed to be seeing, seeing that, that to yeah. facilitate positive mental growth mm. um so so yeah this this sort of like destruction of the family and when i say destruction of family i don't mean mm. 2.4 kids mum and dad yeah, i mean yeah. the wider community mm. Okay, that's yeah, really yeah. been a mm. massive contribution to mental ill health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, do you know what you're? Wow, you're bringing a lot of things yeah. back to me, Jay. Because <laughs> even thinking of that, and it was the whole notion of, and it's not even like just that you feel like you have to. It's like you obviously want to, but you saying that, I remember particularly when there's the whole thing of because my sister just well. A year or two before my sister being born, sort of intertwines my mum and dad breaking up. So it's mm. that two, three year period of them breaking Same up. Same for being my born. parents. Actually, my brother was nine uh, months when my parents split. So she saw the tail end. She didn't see yeah. much. Yeah. I got the whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. But especially when my sister was born, I had to do a lot of comfort of my mum. Mm. And I was stuck between being a boy. There's a term for that. It's called being parentified. And that's a trauma in itself. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. I was wow. I was parentified. I had to cook the dinners. I had to help clean. I, yeah. And it wasn't just like, oh, you're teaching your kids chores. It's like, literally, wow. this is your responsibility. This is your job mm. because I have to bring in the money. 
and really this is all this is all that I can do right now you know I see that that makes a lot of sense actually yeah because especially to adolescent age, and and I won't even to say it's a black thing. Or I know some people got black single moms. I'm not. I'm not on That's, that. Yeah, but no. one thing I will say, and I'm sure a lot of girls heard it too, but I mean a different way. But a lot of black boys from our sort of circumstance. Mm. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, That sort of, especially when you're turning into a teenager, is uh, either get told and or it's put upon you. You're the man now, and it's mm. like I don't know what it's like to be a man. You're not a man. Mm. When you're that age, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. thing you get told as a, a young child um, with a new sibling, you get told, oh, you're the big, big brother, big. Mm. And a lot of the time you're not big. <laughs> Worst yeah. thing you can do is tell a small child you're the you're big, big one. Brother, yeah. You know, mm. ha- help mu- all of the rep- applause you get is for helping mummy, yeah, for doing yeah. the things to help mummy, which, mm. you, you know, has some pro-social benefits, but then it puts you into this state where you're only ever seeking approval through pandering mm. to the adults around you. Right. And then that will translate into your adult life where you're perhaps giving away too much of yourself, too much of your boundaries to people around you. And here's you thinking, oh, I've got these friends, but actually they're dickheads. Mm. I mean, they may be dickheads, but are they dickheads or are mm. you not setting your boundaries? Right, mm. right. Like what? what is it? And it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. Yes, you know, right. that's serious, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, actually. That makes a lot of sense. And then you've got that trend. And it, because we've said this on... Not, do you know what? We bring up stuff. We can't what episode. You not tell us. <laughs> tell us what episode. But we were talking about taking a transition from being a boy and then you... you I, I've got to be honest. Mm. I didn't feel like I was a man... Until about six years ago. How old were you? 30. So interestingly, the human brain really reaches peak adult growth at about 25. So that's mm. that's not too inconsistent yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't feel too bad. So we're in, the U- <laughs> in the UK, we're told, oh, you're an adult at 18. Mm. Neuroscience tells us you're not really an adult until you're yeah. about 25. And when you reach 30, I've just reached 30, this is where you start to make all of your major realisations of what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. So for the first time in my life, I feel like a proper adult. Didn't five years ago. Because you're a new adult. You're still, you're still yeah. learning. You're still experimenting and testing boundaries because that's what children do, right? Yeah. All through their life, they're supposed to be testing their boundaries, mm. uh, which is why you get so many of these kids and they're sort of like running around screaming that, oh, they're being a little shit. No, they're testing boundaries. boundaries. That's literally yeah, yeah, what they're here yeah, to do. Yeah. Mm. Experiment with mm. social law. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you, your job as a parent not to tell them, oh, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. It's about you to model and say, hey, I, I know this is upsetting for you. Mm. We do have to leave the store now mm. because we have to do this thing. Mm. And if they're going to cry through it, they're going to cry through it. Mm. But you've given them the explanation. It's not for you to then smack them or try and smack the good into them because you don't. You can never smack the good into someone. Yeah. It's a slave breaking technique. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Is would that would you say that's the same notion, Jay? Um, of for example, when you're talking to a child, it's like body language, speaking to them at their eye level. Eye level. Yeah. Certain tone, etc. Yeah. Yeah. A certain calmness because you're supposed to be modelling what you're supposed to do in a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. And if they are stressed out and then you're 
lazy, ah, screaming at them. What mm. they're learning is, oh, in stressful situations, we Just act silently. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, mm. that's not what you're supposed to be encouraging. Children don't mm. learn through being told. They learn through copying. Mm. So you have to be the person. That yeah. And it's going to be really hard, mm. especially from a lot of us from the diaspora, both Caribbean and African, mm. because we've had this European intervention, um, spare the rod, spoil the child, mm. um, families ripped apart. There's a lot of intergenerational trauma on both sides. Mm. Um, I think there's a doctor called Dr. DeGruy, Dr. DeGroy, and she calls it post-traumatic slave syndrome. So there are whole behaviors that we have in place, parenting techniques, which are actually borrowed from slave masters. Mm. And it's up to us as a generation wow. to be able to decouple what's actually parenting and what's a, what is a slave breaking technique. Mm. Because when I have kids, I'm not looking to raise so, an enslaved child. Yeah, I'm no, looking no, to no. put a flourishing human, an adult, mm -hmm. into the world. Well, That's this my is goal. this is the oh, this is where I do have because I gave me a similar conversation mm -hmm. recently, mm -hmm. where I do have more hope for let's say us millennials and going on because because of the way society has moved on. I do believe if if we're not, we have the potential to be better parents. Yeah, in slightly, I don't hit my son. Mm. That's good. He's, he's 10. I don't hit him. Mm. As I said, a look. <laughs> a look will do. <laughs> look. If, if that don't work, it's the tone. Mm. Yeah. By the time I've got to the tone, he's like, yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, he's not fucking about. Yeah. And the same thing with mum. Or yeah. if it's the vice versa thing, if it's if I have to say to him and I've got to my wit's end, I'm going to tell your mum. It's like, wait, you're going to tell mum. That's how I know I've done bad. Because like, usually I'm getting the uh, phone call. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. your child. Sort your child out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, you're going to mess about with me? I'm telling your mum. So, yeah. yeah, when you see her, yeah, yeah, you're going to hold corn, bruv. So it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I guess it's enough. But, you know, um, like, I, like I say, when, when, I do, when I do see something is wrong, even if I don't get it or I ask him a lot of the time, like, I, I, there's certain things I reinforce my son because he's cute, but I, I tell him a lot he's handsome. I always refer to him as Hi Handsome rather than more his name. Mm. I want him to get used to hearing that. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Mm. It's a very, it's, I, I, that's good, man. Yeah. He I is like cute, but mm. I, that, I don't want him to hear it from an outside source. You, you, I want you to yeah. know he him. He needs to hear it from first. you. Yeah. 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 Even more so than his mum from yeah. me. Yeah. I always tell him how brilliant, how smart he is because he's, he's very much a footballer and he's very athletic, but he's doing things to become an engineer. Mm. So little things like that, I'll send him about his options. Mm. I always try to warn him in terms of things like that. I, I, I do bring up examples of things like, because you refer to my mum as Nana. Yeah. So when me and Nana was, when I was your age, me and mm. Nana, but me and you is different. Mm. And he asked questions and I'm like, look, it's a generation thing and it's so on. Mm. It's, it's interesting because he only really hears stories about Nana from me because... Mm. Again, very similar. My mum's had my sister now. We're both adults. She now understands different things. Now how she treats Nathaniel, my son, mm. I'm not saying she treats me badly, but it's a significant difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and not she... under the same stresses. Mm. She's not having to yeah. provide. She's yeah. She gets to show up as fun grandma. Well, yeah, mm. she, she's always like, like when are you going to drop him off? <laughs> it's like, or when I drop him off, it's like, what, you're taking him home already? And it's like, yeah, he's got school tomorrow. And it's like, I That's can take really him. Sweet. And it's like, mum, you live another hour away. Like, <laughs> no, oh, wow. I'll drive him, I'll drive him. And it's like, no, no mum, you're just not. No, she will, but it's like, yeah. no, I've got to take him home. So 
it's good in a way. So I, I can see where she's, even if she doesn't say it, I can see where she's trying to, in her own way, kind of do what she didn't understand, mm. especially me being a boy, because mm. um, I always say, I say this with, with tongue in cheek. I love you, sis. But my sister is a sport child, which mm. is fine. And... Uh, my mum, I think, also regrets because something she said to me when she when she was when I was younger, which I don't like to think I brought up a lot because I think I was a bit, I tried not to rock the boat when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I saw what was going on, but it was a significant thing that my mum always makes a point of apologising to me even to now because mm-hmm. my mum had this thing of she she always used to say to me she wanted a girl, mm-hmm. so you can imagine being the boy and being the oldest. It's like mm-hmm. okay. Mm. Oh, so that's why I must have the sport child. Yeah, yeah. So now when she's older, my mum's been like, I didn't actually mean that. It's like, yeah, you did, mum, but it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all right, you did, but it's fine. So I suppose it's through that. I mean, um, she was ecstatic when I found you was a boy. Yeah. She's like, you're you. And it's like, oh. mum, you're trying to breeze. <laughs> but fine. You just like him because he's handsome. That's all that. But um, so no, yeah, just to, just to go on that as well. I tried not to, I, I, I haven't hit him. Like, it, that, we have this running joke and um, now he's getting older, he's starting to be like, Dad, are you serious? And I'm like, no, but yeah. So I say to him, look, if you get in trouble, tell me where you hid the body. <laughs> <laughs> tell me where you hid the body. Where was you? What were you doing? Give me your phone. You was with me. I'll do the rest. So it's it's in that way of, I got you. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I do mean it, so don't fucking say <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, like, I know what I needed. Yeah. And I moan about my dad. We've I've said this. I, I moan about my dad and when I did when I was getting older. But as I've got older, I realised some of the things that I moaned about or I'm moaning about don't really aren't really significant. I didn't need him for that much mm-hmm. stuff. But I know the little things I did miss him for. Mm-hmm. And especially at this age, I know what my son's going to need yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's involves in this as well. And it's gonna be a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Girls are coming soon. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not. Like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's going to be a whole new space to navigate. Oof, yeah. And when children reach certain stages in their life, mm-hmm. what a lot of parents don't understand, it may trigger you in your um, subconscious about that corresponding stage in your own life. Exactly. Mm. So if you had a particularly troublesome time around, say, age 11, then when troublesome things start to happen to them, it may trigger you in your mind to you have to be very mindful about how you respond, how you react, mm. because it's literally not their stuff. It's your stuff coming up. They are just yeah. a mirror. Mm. They're showing you the problems that you haven't resolved within yourself. Mm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that, is there something, have there been things where if you yeah. really think about a corresponding age in your life, where yeah. it's like, oh shit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Li- li- yeah you, you hit the nut on the head. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I like to hire you as a therapist, Jay. <laughs> I'm just saying on air, it? Like, I'm not fully qualified yet, but eventually. No, no, you, still, <laughs> look, this is my personal therapist. Man. <laughs> no, no, definitely. Especially around this sort of age, because, um, for example, I see, like, the, the traits he's got. Okay. I see, for example, traits, for, especially around women. He's very helpful he's very hands-on which is good yeah and i know he's got that from me but that's partly my personality partly because at 
the age he's in now and getting to, it was put on me at the same time. Mm. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a. For example, I know when he gets girlfriends, the next two, three, four years and above, he's going to treat them really nicely. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that I'm going to have to watch that because he's he's overly sweet. Yes. Oh, Do you know what I mean? So he yeah, could be taken advantage be, yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's good looking as well. So it's it's a double mm. thing. Like, yeah. So I'm looking out for him as well, and even more so him with me as well, because yeah, we look similar, but we look different. He's he's half Caribbean. He's a little brown skinned boy. He's got a little waves in his head. Yeah, and I found you, you're a little G, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's going to be different things. Like that. And obviously, their generation's different as well, yeah. because mm. I see some of the girls in this. <laughs> oh boy, are they like the makeup generation? Or very much so, and. You can see from a lot earlier age there, look, confidence in a girl, even a little girl, is actually very nice to see because yeah. especially there's so much emphasis put on looks and image towards women. It's nice to see little girls with confidence, actually. Yeah. But to have that level of confidence at that age... That age is much, it yeah. sort of skating into arrogance? Because there is a difference between confidence and arrogance. Yeah. Mm. Confidence is important. Arrogance starts to become destructive and it will be destructive for a child as much as it will an adult. I, I could, you know what? I, I, can, I can certainly see that. And some of them, I look at them, I've come across them and it's like, I don't know if you guys have had this, but when you've come across not so much even a child or someone, just someone younger than you, and it's like, I can see too much in your eyes. It's like, you mm. know too much already. <laughs> yeah, 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 they've been exposed to the internet younger. Mm. I first got a phone when I was, what, 11, and I didn't get the 3310 that everyone got. <laughs> <laughs> shitty off-brand phone. But now kids have got tablets in their hands at age one, two. Mm. So they are mm. seeing mm. media in a whole different way, the way we didn't see media. Mm. I got I got onto Facebook when I was 16, mm. you know? yeah. Kanye West little girl is on TikTok, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other like, drama. Uh, TikTok in particular is one of the biggest platforms, if not it's, the biggest. It's North, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Northwest. Like... Oh, she's a little cute as well. You know, yeah, that girl. yeah. She, she, she's, again, she's someone who looks like she knows too much. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's way too much on this site. It's like, but this is the thing. Every site or app or whatever we have nowadays, it gets sexualized a lot. And I noticed that like TikTok was like, oh, kids having fun. Yeah. doing dances to music and now it's like loads of twerking a lot of adult content yeah. I'm like what's going on you know and it's yeah, just like and then the kids them. are in that same space in that same space yeah yeah and do you know I do feel there is merit to intergenerational spaces but is this the best platform is this the black, best format for that I don't mm, not, no, I don't no, particularly no. agree but then it's like the older ones are kind of spoiling it for the younger ones because if they just kept it sort of PG, then it would be okay. Adults the older ones that. are just, tell me about it. <laughs> See, <laughs> one of the problems with our, with, I agree, one of the problems of our generation is that, because <laughs> the problem with millennials, right, is that we produce cute kids. <laughs> millennials have the, oh, look, I'm going to say this now, best we're the best parents kids, yeah, and we yeah. produce the best looking kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, we're too busy telling our kids they're good looking. Yeah. So mm. they become focused on just image. Just image, yeah, yeah. You're cute, you're you're this, you're my little so-and-so. Mm. And then I think some of us live vicariously for our kids as well. Mm. A lot of us, our kids are very talented. 
yeah. as well, especially within the arts, within sport, mm. within within music, within artistry, within even the ones coming up in STEM. It's yeah. like a natural thing for them. So we're living vicariously with them. So we're telling them they're brilliant, they're brilliant, they're brilliant, which is great. Mm. But at the same time, you've got to have a bit of you're gonna they're gonna be not we're gonna raise narcissists, you know, aren't we? A good antidote to that is mm. as well as telling I am so sorry. I thought that was on silent. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Let's keep it, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, keep going, man. Keep going, keep going. Keep can going, I turn it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Bro, we keep no, it real good. here. Like, Yeah, man, no, no edits, man. No let's edits. Just keep it going. <laughs> it happens. No it edits, happens. no edits. Now, I was thinking, that, that sounds kind of soothing. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I was thinking, that's, that's not my alarm, is it? <laughs> As people, well, people don't even know that there's a lot of stuff going on when we're recording anyway. Of course, there's a lot of stuff like going on. Loads. Don't worry, Jay. A good antidote to brilliant and pretty is you're hardworking. Mm. Mm. Because if they start to have in their psyche that they're hardworking, they start to follow the behavior. And mm. hardworking is the antidote to pretty, to brilliant, because these are the things that. They're assumed as a part of your personality, right? Mm. They're internal. If you're only focusing on the birth lottery side of things, mm. where are you focusing on the stuff where you actually do need to work hard? Mm. Here we are, nine o'clock, mm. turning up, doing the work. Yeah. And it's not because we're brilliant or great or beautiful. Mm. It's because we're hardworking. That's right. We both, I, we've all got jobs to get to tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Do you know, I think this is where... Where there's a problem sometimes with our community, again, with the mental health thing, because mm. being hardworking, being dedicated, mm. it doesn't seem to be appreciated enough mm. within our community. Maybe I've been in the wrong circles, but mm. it doesn't seem oh, to... Oh, you're doing too much. You think you're better than... Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> and it's like, no, but we have to. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. we've been, we've already been, we've already, we're already... Without, you know, it's nothing to do with necessarily our fault, but we've already been dealt a shorthand. We have to catch up. Yeah. And it's like, it's discouraged in our community. Just what you said. I love that you said hardworking, but that doesn't seem to be a trait attributed to males or females. Mm, yeah, yeah. And you know what? This is where sometimes I say I feel for women because it's almost like if a woman is pretty, especially from our communities or a certain community or a certain class, mm. it's like... Don't try to be anything else. You don't need to. You're pretty. You're pretty. You can rely mm. on that. You can skate on that for the rest of your life. You can set up camp in someone else's life. <laughs> that's right. rarely like the that. case. Yeah. Looks fade. They fade. And as much as you look after yourself, you know, there's a new 21-year-old every moment. Just mm-hmm. You've got to have the hard work behind you. <laughs> You're not came. just a pretty face. You're a pretty face and hard work. I have some great friends who are... The most beautiful people outside, genuinely beautiful people, <laughs> not lying. Oh, okay. They're they're also really yeah. hard workers, which mm-hmm. is why they're doing so well in their lives. Yeah. Because they're making sure to work hard at whatever it is that brings them passion. Mm-hmm. And that's important. So yeah, um, on top of handsome and brilliant, you're a very hard worker. You've achieved this because you've worked so hard and mm. that is gonna get you very far in life. Do you know what? I love that. And we should mm. definitely bring that more to the forefront. I mean, I'm hoping the generations after we encourage that mm-hmm. in them, 
I mean, some of us just shouldn't be parents, I've got to be honest. But... <laughs> Do you know what? There are so many people who need to work on their traumas before, before having, having children. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. If I had a child when I was 19, I would be fucked right now. Yeah, they would yeah. be fucked right now. Mm. Because I never would have, my growth would have stopped, stopped because yeah. I would have had to put all my energy on them. Into a child, yeah, yeah. So then I would have just been like raising another traumatized child. Mm. I was in a place of expressing myself through trauma. My behaviors were trauma based. Mm. They weren't out of love, out of bliss, out of calm, out of focus. Mm. So some people shouldn't be having kids or they should be doing the work first and be like, right, now I'm in a stable place. If someone shouts at me, I don't automatically blare back. Mm. I'm able to assess the situation and respond instead of react. Mm. When you get to a place in your life where you can respond instead of react, then I think that's the place where you can be a good enough parent. Because that's mm. all you need to be, a good enough parent. No yeah. one's going to be perfect. Of course. Because everything that you learn and teach now is going to become irrelevant in 20 years when they are 20. Mm. Because by the passage of time... Things change, attitudes change, there's new technologies. You're not going to know how they have to respond to that. So you're not going to be able to future-proof in that way. Mm. What you can do is teach the basis, the foundation now. Jay, I just want to also say, well done. You didn't become a teenage mum. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't become a young mum. You didn't become a single mum. No, considering, exactly. no, yeah. considering, and you've just been very honest yeah. and and said, you know, especially traumatic things you were going through, especially at those sort of ages, yeah. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. We've seen it countless times. Mm -hmm. We've all grown up in it. South, East, East. West. We've yeah, all grown yeah. up with these people. Mm -hmm. I've got friends that are like this. Yeah. I've met 20 girls just like you, Jay. Mm -hmm. And most of them got children. Yeah. And within that circumstance, some of them have turned out great. And I'm not saying it's necessarily been a bad thing. But yeah, it's I not, think not the rule that they're all gonna turn out to be mm. shit parents. Mm. But statistically, do you not want the odds in your favor favour? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the best way yeah, to exactly, get the odds yeah. in your favour is to do the self work. Wait until you're thirty six if you have to. Mm. Just do the self work first. First, yeah, yeah. Um is there any sort of advice you could maybe you can think of well, even if it's you can apply it to yourself that you could give young ladies, women that first of all maybe going through, golf gone through traumatic things and and certain experiences, but how did, was it just circumstance or was there an actual way you managed to navigate not falling into that trap because so many young women seem to, mm. so is there any sort of anything you can maybe help them? maybe give advice or, or to navigate how to not fall into those pitfalls because you seem to escape it. Yeah. <laughs> I think because I grew up watching my dad be who he was to mm. my mom, I was very aware at a very young age that if you are having children with anyone, you need to be really selective. Mm. So if you are dating, even if you are casually dating, you need to have in the back of your mind as if on this first night we sleep together and worst comes to worst, and I end up pregnant. Is this the type of person I'm going to want to be in contact with for the next, the rest of my life? Mm. Let's be honest. You, you don't stop seeing the other person when the kid is like 18 because there's mm. going to be graduations and weddings yeah, yeah, and yeah. this and that that mm. you're going to have to go to. Am I going to want to see this fucker for the next <laughs> 21 years of my life? And that is a question I've always asked in my head, and it's the advice I'll give my sister mm. when if she's dating someone and they're not great. Like, if you were to accidentally get pregnant tomorrow, mm. would you want to 
be in contact with this person. Mm. No, then you need to make sure that you're taking the precautions mm -hmm. to prevent that situation. And, you know, sometimes um, accidents do happen. Mm -hmm. And if they do happen, get straight into therapy. Mm -hmm. It's free on the NHS. Mm -hmm. um, get there fast. Yeah. Because you're not going to know how to work through the situation mentally. Mm. Until you have that exterior help, and you do need the exterior help, mm. don't be arrogant about it, because you're too close to home to be able to see you for who you are. Mm. And you knowing yourself is only one version of you. You're going to know a different version of mm. me. You're going to know a different version of me. You're going to know a different version of me. There's a million different versions of you out in the world. Mm. By actually speaking to someone who doesn't have skin in the game with you, they're going to be able to help you reflect on the parts of yourself that actually really do need work. Mm -hmm. And that's important. That's true. Do you know what? That's, that's actually brilliant. Now, we have a stigma, especially in our community, of going for that help, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to, be seen, to be deemed as crazy. Crazy, yeah, yeah. yeah. What would, is, is there anything you could suggest to maybe go around that? Because, again... We're all similar. It's, it's yeah. mad how we're similar ages and we're telling each other. Yeah. Mm. But if, if we was to all quick up our phones and call our olders now, yeah. I don't see them giving this type of advice. And it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. They, they have an attitude of you don't wash your dirty laundry in public because I guess traditionally there would be so much trauma skating around the community that if you're to tell someone your dirty laundry, they're going to use it against you. Mm. Um there is something called the British um, African and Asian Therapy Network, B-A-A-T-N. Okay. Mm. That's a great place to go if you want a therapist who is of your culture to right. make you feel more comfortable if you do have the financial resources to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the time, if you're honest with yourself, you may do. It just may mean one less club night a month. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. about prioritising your health mm. because you only have one body and people think the mind is so inconsequential, mm. but it affects so much. It can literally, you can think yourself sick. Yeah, mm. yeah, literally. And that isn't just woo-woo. Mm. There's a study called psychoneuroimmunoendocrinology. Wow. Psycho being the mind, neuro being the neural pathways, immunology being immune system, endocrinology being the uh, hormone system. So... Mm progesterone, cortisol, testosterone. Mm. By understanding your own mind, you guard yourself against disease. And I'm talking serious disease. Mm. Hypertension. The clue is in the name. Hypertension. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Diabetes. Mm. Um, your body's not um, processing sugars properly. And chances are, if you're constantly stressed, you're pumping loads of cortisol into your system. Mm. Your cortisol requires glucose to sort of move around the system to make mm. you you know ready to fight or flight mm. and if you keep doing that to your body you can start running down your kidneys you it, 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 mental health isn't it isn't isolated to your brain mm. i'm always banging on about this society splitting things into some of parts mm -hmm. you know you go to the gym for this you go to this for this you go to the head doctor for this you go to the mm. the prostate doctor for that like it's all linked. You're mm -hmm. a holistic organism. You're not a sum of parts. You are a whole living organism. Mm -hmm. Look after your mental health or you're going to be suffering 
Mm. Like not even when you're 50, people are getting sick earlier and earlier now. People mm. are getting cancers a lot younger, mm-hmm. whereas traditionally that wouldn't have been till like end of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's so important. I can't stress how important it is. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. What do you say to the people that say... Mm. Because I've heard stuff like, oh, you know, this person has a mental health illness, leave them alone. It's, it's almost like they're saying they don't deserve any help, any help, any love Community. from anyone. It's kind of like that person's a bit, yeah. you know, just stay away type of thing. Yeah. Um, I would say you need to sort of change your attitude towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are certain people I know who I won't have near me because I know they are purely operating through trauma. Mm. Um, but it's a matter of forgiving them in your heart. Um, and forgiveness, forgiveness isn't for them. You don't have to tell them you forgive them. Mm. It's for you. Mm. And it, that forgiveness for me looks like understanding why they are as fucked up as they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you don't have to expects them to change their behavior mm-hmm. and you can still feel angry that they do the things they do but just come to a place of understanding that like they're not getting the help they need mm. so of course they're going to act out mm. and that's going to spill over onto me mm. yeah so just having an awareness and understanding awareness, yeah, sometimes yeah. you genuinely can't have certain people around you because mm. they will just cause you ill health mm. you've got to set that boundary sometimes sometimes yeah yeah um yeah, <laughs> again, I think of certain people um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and certain yeah, things because yeah, you just get these. Like, you, I'm thinking one person, person in particular who we don't speak anymore. But every time I was, even if I spoke to them over the phone, actually, you can feel just that. Like, even speaking to you is just like it's taken a lot. Taxing. Mm. You yeah. come away from a phone call tired, and you're like, "Why am I tired?" Yeah, and it's like it's mm. them. They're an energy vampire. Wow. Some people just are. Like, I don't speak to this guy, and it's a guy that like, I don't mm. speak to this guy, and it's like, every, why is every time I speak to her, I feel so empty, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. tired, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people are like that. It's taxing. Mm. But that may also go back to going back to what I was saying about you and your boundaries. Mm. Maybe because they trigger certain areas of you, mm. you don't feel you can step in and go, like, hey, you're talking about this thing, and I don't. I don't really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't like you addressing me like that. Or honestly, um, you know, you keep coming to me with the same problem again and again and again. Mm. Have you considered that maybe you actually need help that's even Mm. beyond me on this one because I'm not able to help you Mm. on this? Mm. It's not because I'm trying to be cruel. I'm being a friend. I'm not able to help you with this because I don't have the resources, the mental resources, the emotional resources Mm. to give you a fix. I don't. Mm. What if they're getting the help that they that it should be like you know medication therapy blah 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 but they're still you know how would I say uh, a bit all over the place? Yeah, I would. If you're keeping them in your life, mm. for some people maybe you feel you have to. Maybe they're a family member you can't mm-hmm. detach from, mm. and it would be about continually setting the boundaries mm. and just explaining to them like, hey. I'm not doing this to be a dickhead. Mm. I'm doing this because this is going to be the best thing. Mm. But not only your recovery, but our relationship, because I want us to have a stronger relationship. Mm. And it's only going to happen if it's on both of our terms. Mm. Some people will just fuck you. And, you know, that's their Mm. their choice to make. Mm -hmm. And if they've given you that that sort of reply, Mm -hmm. they've made their choice. 
Mm. You need to do what you can do to mm. be resolved in yourself and move on from there. Mm. Yeah, steep, steep. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because yeah, I start to have like flashbacks and stuff. So, do you think that people sometimes use their mental health stuff to control situations, kind of between? Could be a family member, could be a partner. Yes and or, no, but not consciously. Mm. I think often I've found people in my life who I've found to be manipulative, mm. they know they're doing it cognizantly, but mm. they don't know the why. Why they're doing it, yeah, they, yeah. And they're not they're not cognizant of the why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are spotting it, mm. be candid about it. Like, mm. hey, I, you're trying to get this thing out of me. Mm-hmm. Do you see how this can be? construed as manipulative yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah. and i would uh, it's not just opening the question it's actually actively saying setting your boundary and saying you're not mm. i i don't want you acting like this towards me mm. because it is going to be a friendship and it is going to affect our friendship mm-hmm. yeah. yeah seems like everyone's in deep thought on this <laughs> even though i'm just uh, bro i've never been so quiet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm still here. I'm just like, bro. Uh, is it sort of tuning into all of the people oh, that you've come across in your life? Gosh. Like, oh my God, I, I yeah. didn't know how to navigate this situation. Qu- yeah, quite yeah. a few actually. Yeah. Up until very recently, that's that's how I felt. I had a really hard time navigating certain people, certain conversations. Mm. And it's only been in the last sort of three years that I've, come to a better place with some of my close relationships Mm -hmm. because I am very candid and honest and I do so without fear Mm. because the truth of it is is if that person actually genuinely cares about you, Mm. no matter where they are in healing their trauma in their journey, they're going to want to meet you Mm. at some place. And if they really don't, then really they're going to have to work on themselves in isolation because... Mm. You know, you can't carry the parentification from your childhood into your adulthood. Mm. You can't keep being a parent to people mm. who you're not a parent to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been parenting too many people. <laughs> Wait, yeah. How yeah. many kids have I got out there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're wow. not even really yours. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, uh, bro. Carry on, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm even speechless myself. I'm like, damn. You see, you see, you see, you see why. <laughs> you see, she's she's amazing. Like, bro, mad, mad. Um, it's taken a lot of work to come to these conclusions. I, I can't believe it. Taken therapy, mm-hmm. working on my my marriage, psychedelics. Those are the three things that I would. Did, did what you was going through affect your marriage in any way? Like. Because uh, is your husband, does he have any mental health issues or he doesn't? Or Yeah, um, being from single parent household um, with similar issues, mm-hmm. he had a lot of anger issues at the beginning and it wasn't necessarily towards me. I'd watch him do things towards himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just becoming a situation where I couldn't watch that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I got him to go to therapy and that really helped things because he was able to express more emotions than anger. Mm, okay, yeah. Wow. And I get that ghost in the mouth thing because mm. we're a lot of time we're brought up mm-hmm. to not display that stuff, not show it. Mm. You know, the only acceptable 
emotion, feeling that we're allowed to displace anger. Mm. And even then, it's too, it's almost like um, you can be angry, but control it. And it's like, mm. how am I supposed how to control, control it? Control it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the anger is just an alarm system. The anger mm. is an alarm system to other problems, problems you're experiencing. Yeah. Mm. So when you really sit with the anger and like, why am I feeling angry? Oh, I'm not feeling angry. I'm actually feeling really sad. Mm. I'm actually feeling really disappointed, really let down. And that's why I'm acting angry. Mm. Because I'm feeling all of these things that I'm not able to express. Mm. And by him going to therapy, he was able to articulate that better. And mm. he articulates that now mm. frequently. Um, and if he's got something to say to me, or I've got something mm. to say to him, it'll be, can I give you some feedback? Mm. Not Can I give you a critique or a criticism? Can yeah, I give you some yeah. feedback? Um, earlier today, we were out in Chinatown, and I said to him, can I give you some feedback? Mm. And he said, yeah, and I gave it to him. And I think initially it was a bit like, he was like, do you know what? Thank you for the feedback. Mm-hmm. That was it. There's not going to be no argument when I get home. No, that's good. going to be... Yeah, yeah. It, it was. If I didn't give him that feedback, mm. I probably would be lingering on that now. And as soon as we mm. go home, every little thing he does, it's gonna be like I'm gonna snap at that. <laughs> so having you know? that communication is very important because I know sometimes people just like to shut down and they yeah. don't want to say anything. They'll rather hold on to it mm. and then maybe explode. Yeah, just yeah, totally erupt and uh, yeah. So yeah. the way that was handled, that was yeah. perfect. Yeah, that, I was mm. thinking that's really good. Mm. He's he's very lucky actually yeah, to have yeah. a partner like yourself yeah, because exactly. you're taking it all into consider consideration. Mm. Um, what he's possibly going through at that time. You even thought forward that if I don't nip this in the bud now, I'm going to be a bitch later. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be such a bitch, and I have such a propensity to be a bitch. I know people probably think, "Oh, Jay, so sweet." No. I never claim to be sweet. I will never claim to be sweet. Watch out for, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I can see it. I have a viper tongue, (laughs) so it's important for me to communicate early enough, so I don't need to go into that spiteful place. Mm -hmm. When I'm communicating, I don't need to. Mm. You can go for months without being spiteful. But you know what? That's fair enough because if you've laid out early, and if someone either doesn't miss his or decides to ignore it and then it comes up later and then you turn into like you say this snake tongue mm. you said it early so the fact that look i've given you a warning shot all right yeah. like, <laughs> no i feel you yeah. because then because some people will hear it yeah and then they go later like oh you didn't mean what you said mm. like yeah. they almost have that kind of air of well let me see if i can push it what mm. so you're fair enough that you at least do give that you know that, yeah. that 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 opening, that warning, and if mm. I don't know you as much as your husband, obviously, or or other people, but at least you've given that. Some people don't give that. Some people go straight from zero to hundred. At least mm. you've given that bit. If you ain't caught the early warning size, then uh, <laughs> it's not like I didn't tell you, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, and exactly sometimes it. you do need to communicate the warning signs because people aren't mind readers. Mm. And to assume that your partner is going to be able to just, oh, he should know I'm in a mood. Look, look how I'm not paying eye contact. Yeah, he should no, know. No, 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 like, that's, no that's why fair. should he know? Exactly, he, he yeah. He'll never know unless I say mm. to him, here's the thing. Here's, here's the, the thing. problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, communication. So, do you think with things yeah, like that? Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, no, go on, go on, go on. No, I was going to say to ask Jay, um, do you think things like that, um, for example, like, like you're describing girls, women are told you guys are emotional. Mm. Do you think you guys are kind of told or taught that um, 
that notion. Men should know what we know. Men should know what we're thinking. Like, because at the same time, I feel like some women do feel like that, but I don't feel that's completely natural. I feel like, again, that's something mm. that has been told, input, manufactured in a way that, yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't feel it was intrinsic to me. I don't feel I necessarily had in, in my family models that you were quite open about what you were feeling at the time. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't given the space to say, actually, I'm feeling really, really upset about this. You spoke to me in a certain way. I didn't mm. like it. Mm. None of that was modelled. Mm. Um, you know, it would just be, I'd get shouted at, I'd slam a door there'd be an argument in tears, you know? So I, I didn't have that. This is, these are skills I've gained within really the last five years of my life. Wow. Wow. It's taken me a big old age to get to 30 <laughs> to know how to do this. So there's a lot of people I've pissed off along the way, the way of learning this. And I'm sorry to every single one of them. That's fair. 99%. 98, yeah, no, 98%. Mean... <laughs> 2% of them definitely deserved it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that expression. <laughs> yeah, you bitch. You could hold that <laughs> No, I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, do you know what? I mean, what, what do you think about... Um, because there's... And I know it's more of an American thing. It seems to be anyway, but... Um, especially in our community, it's sort of a gender... I don't want to say I don't want to say gender war. I don't go that far, but a gender battle debate going on, kind of mm. thing. Oh, I'm always seeing these things on Instagram: women yeah. this, men that. Yeah, yeah, and a lot so of it seems to be yeah. seems to be like very much trauma based or mm. yeah. one occasion, but because a lot of this seems to be based around things like heartbreak and stuff. Mm. But like what we've been touching on, a lot of the time I'm hearing this person explain or whatever the background story is and it's like it didn't start with a person in high school it started with your parent Parent. yeah oh yeah yeah a lot Mm -hmm. of the time it starts with your parents and you can say this to people and i go oh no well it's not you you're an adult now so you should know better or you're grown now and you should know better that sentence like does your mind exist in a vacuum do you get to 18 and get a brain (laughs) transplant it it doesn't work like that your neural pathways develop and form really in the first seven years of your life. You know, in like classics, if you're studying like Greek classics, you'll see saying like, um, give me the child until he's seven and I'll show you the man. Mm. Because, uh, and it's now validated by science, the, the pathways in your brain will literally form into a very specific mesh and all of the information is going to run down those pathways in a very specific way. So if you don't have it, formed in the right way if it's malformed mm-hmm. you're going to keep running down those pathways right up until your big old age because yeah. they were already hardwired when you were a kid which is why it's important the work is important the therapy is important talking openly is important because that keeps your brain neuroplastic mm-hmm. and if you're keeping your brain neuroplastic you're able to he- heal through these traumas mm-hmm. um, so that's really important I, I feel that. So I, I suppose on the flip side, that's when you get people that are in their 30s, sometimes 40s and even 50s that have kept doing, kept the same sort of traits they did when they was a lot younger and they could be toxic. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole notion of they're too, they're almost too big to undo it because if, they've been doing it for so long. If you were to imagine them, instead of this like grown 40-year-old person, 
imagine them as a toddler and think about all their behaviors like oh my god this is a fucking temper tantrum yeah, yeah, the only reason yeah. you're taking it out of context is because they're a big grown person when you really break down the way they're acting you can attribute it to a, a child because they haven't a lot of people haven't grown beyond their teenage years mm. because we don't have a schooling system we don't have a family structure system mm. we don't have a language around mental health that encourages you pushing out of your teenage years mm-hmm. in fact it's beneficial being so um you know like dopamine adult like a teenager it makes it easier to sell you nonsense to get you to buy into this really capitalist nonsense system mm-hmm. so it actually has an agenda mm. it, it has an agenda people need to be traumatized in order to keep all of this running mm. um and there's some great resources on this um if you look into edward bernays mm. he was the nephew of sigmund freud who i guess mm. is the, the father yeah. of psychoanalysis mm. and um Ed, edward bernays is considered the father of um, modern pr propaganda mm-hmm. and when you start to look into all of the systems that he laid into place it's all very psychological all very directed to fueling the system in this particular way i've heard his name linked with mk ultra yeah mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. the century of self it's a documentary on youtube worth watching mm-hmm. i think everyone needs to watch it. i think it's such an important piece of information yeah. description will be the low yeah yeah, yeah low. definitely but um the, the mind the mind isn't just you your brain in your head it affects so many things it affects the micro your health it affects the macro mm-hmm. how capitalist systems run mm-hmm. so until each of us gets down to the degree of healing we're gonna keep complaining about the societal problems mm. because we're not really we're not working on the self charity starts mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. It's fascinating. <laughs> I'm just in my head at the moment. Seriously. Trying to process everything, you know. Look, I hope you guys are catching these gems. I hope <laughs> you guys are catching these gems. Um, yeah, do you know what? It seems like there's, there's, there's a lot of work to be done um, with ourselves and in society. And obviously, we've had the recent last couple of years, which again, would have had a mental toll on a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's been a global trauma. Mm-hmm. And we've all been expected to work and function as normal, yeah, normal yeah. which is cruel. Mm-hmm. It's very cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way they're kind of sort of, you know, they're making it sound like, oh, we're going back to normality. And it's like, <sighs> nah, nah. I'm not, I'm not really sure how we can, because, you know, I think I said at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't, I never considered myself, okay, I wouldn't consider myself claustrophobic, but I never realised mm-hmm. that I had cabin fever until 2020. And it's like, they got to the point where it's like, some people say, oh, well, you, you, you know, where you work, you kept your job, you didn't lose your job, you work, work remote. And, and that's a measure mm, of success, success, right? You kept yeah. your job. Yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> bro, the, clo- yeah. the, the walls were closing in, bro. Like, uh, it felt like it. Just, you know, I think, I'll, I'm lucky enough in my part of West London, no one gives a shit. And it's, everyone was outside anyway, <laughs> bro, yeah. in my pocket. But, you know, it was that, even even then, being outside within my area, it's like, I know I can't leave my part of West because as soon as I leave this part, it's going to become this, it's it's this police state. You can't drive anywhere. You can't go anywhere out of this bit. You can't anything. And 
when you spell it out like that, it's really horrible. Yeah. Because yeah. realistically, It'd out be of my... terrifying as a black guy as well. Oh, yeah. Out of my three-mile radius, I didn't dare go outside it. Yeah. And even then, when it started to get nitty-gritty, even had certain police... Pro- not even patrolling, but it was around. And I'm not counting if I didn't get it, but the old person did be like, what are you doing outside? Because it was at a point... Mm-hmm. Um, just before the summer one, summer lockdown, where it was like, don't go outside at all. Mm. Like, and if you do, you've got other reason. And mm. they made you feel like you had to have everything listed down and bring your ID. Yeah, Bro, yeah. I was going outside with my ID on, with my passport. Flipping I was thinking, out. because if I get stopped, and let's keep it real, on top of the fact I'm a black guy, mm. it's just like... Yeah, this is going to be no long chance. Long, yeah, stop. this is long yeah. for me, bro. <laughs> You're going to be the aggressor. They're going to find all the reasons yeah, to throw the book yeah. at you. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> How are you now? Do you know what? I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, but I tend to find that... Um, okay, one thing I will still say, I think my sleep has still been affected. I don't think I can sleep. I find I can't sleep as much. Yeah. Um... Mm. And I'm waking up in the middle of the night sometimes. It's a bit... But at the same token, I don't know... I... I'm always someone who's felt quite secure and, and, and safe and strong within myself, right? Mm. And my surroundings. But... I, one thing that... <laughs> I guess I've watched too many films or something. But mm. my big paranoia was that it was going to turn into the purge type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not as extreme. There, there was a moment where yeah. it was a, it was a bit moment. like... Mm. Even if it wasn't that extreme, I thought there's going to be a variation of it. Mm. So now I find, and maybe it's not a bad thing, but I find myself extra conscious of that sort of stuff. Mm. More than, so, most more than I would have been. So it might be a good thing because it's all security, isn't it? But Yeah. And it's like, I'm having a battle with myself because it's like... Are you scared, bro? <laughs> it's mm. like, no, you're not scared, but it's like... So why are you cautious? And it's like, what's going on with you? Mm. Like, why, why, are you, why are you doubting yourself? Because usually you wouldn't be worried about that. Yeah, why, yeah. Am I, why am I locking extra doors? Like, yeah. why am I doing that? Like, mm. um, for what knowing, I can handle myself. So it's mm. not even I'm worried that I'm incapable of handling the situation. Mm. But mm. I, do you know what? I think it is that I think for the first time, maybe in a long time, I felt like this is not in my... I, I'm not controlling this. This is yeah. out of my hands. Mm. I, I I have no bearing on what happens. Mm. I can literally just control my house, my garden, my 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 front lawn, my car, and it, yeah. and even my son when he's in my vicinity. Mm. But if it gets deep and it turns into the purge, mm. well, I'm gonna have to back out the samurai sword. Of that, <laughs> you know? yeah. And I do have a samurai sword, <laughs> but you know. It's like, do, do, what am I going to have to use this? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I've, I've had it for purely, it is real, and I, but I've had it for purely aesthetic purposes. Oh, I'm into that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, I, I really, I actually like the idea of an ornamental sword. Mm-hmm. I, I would really like a cutlass, like Queen Nanny, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's legal, is it? No, I don't think so, no. You uh, can. You can get them in this... Co- Do you know what? You're not worried about it being legal. You're already going to use it. <laughs> Just in case. I would not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's very, like, emblematic of, like, the maroon struggle, mm. this battle against the British. And for me, it's like this beautiful symbol of resistance 
that it's illegal. So obviously I'm not going to have a giant yeah. ass sword in my house. You can, you can get them in, but um, you have to have it in a certain case and it's a yeah. display case. Yeah. And then so. you've got to have to, yeah, it's too long it's because they'll still track it. I, I mean, just want it on my wall as art. That's literally why I want it. I mean, I got, someone brought my sword for me. Put it that way. They brought it for me. Yeah, I'm not going to say how. <laughs> um, <laughs> but where they left them when we came it was legal at one one point of journey it was legal, legal yeah. put it that way yeah. <laughs> so it was enough um, but yeah no I do like that stuff but even like I say with Badat I start to think mm. well, am I going to have to use this now which yeah. okay I always knew that back in my mind one day I'm going to have to use this thing well if there mm. is a purge chances are that using it will be short lived because yeah I'm going to I'm, there's someone, a lot of people in, shoot me. there's a lot of people in London <laughs> Don't get into the paranoia of the purge. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen. It'll be over before <laughs> it started, basically. It'll just be yeah. Uh, you're not convinced. Nah, I, I doubt it's gonna happen, if I'm honest. I doubt it's gonna happen. I think it would have happened during those times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, so. it's true. I just, no, I was just thinking if if it starts to happen, I'm driving to Jay's house. <laughs> <laughs> you told me what's gonna happen, bro. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, I, no, yeah, you're, you're right. If it was going to happen, it was going to be then, and then. Um... Mm. But that's a horrible fear to live with. Mm. It's a really horrible fear to live with. Mm. So mm. if it does continue, make sure you speak to someone. No, no, I will, I will, because it's something that I, that I definitely didn't have before, um, and it's something I have actually noticed, and I was like, why am I paranoid? <laughs> but. Um... Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it won't happen. And then if you yeah, do that, not. <laughs> just <laughs> know, if you're going to run upon man, man's got the samurai, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, another wonderful episode, Jay. Thank you for joining us Thank again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank yeah. you so much. No Thank problem. Please, please, Appreciate please. Adan, please plug, plug your yeah, socials. Please. Plug where we can find you. I'm Jay Percy, the artist. And you can find me on Instagram, Jay Percy, the artist. Um, you can also go on jpercyart.com to see my artwork. And you can listen to the Afro Animist podcast on Spotify, where I talk about animism with my co-host, Nicola. Nice, nice. Beautiful. All the links are going to be below. Please follow, subscribe, like, follow, everything. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm tired, bro. (laughs) Late one, late one. In the tie, it's been another wonderful one. Um, Guys, thanks for watching. Uh, It's KB Jones from Chat Enough Podcast. Tired Chat Enough Podcast. And it's been a beautiful episode.